Welcome back. We were talking about uh, my daughter's accident before the break, and we were at Liberty Park. We were there for a soccer game for my son. My wife and I were setting up, um, you know, as we do with the chairs and so forth, and our daughter was playing on the playground. She comes in contact with uh, a transformer and is electrocuted and really shouldn't be alive today, and, and thank God she is, but she really is, she really shouldn't have been. And she was third-degree burns over most of her body. Um, for anybody that's ever had a burn, it doesn't feel very good. And she suffered. The whole family suffered. My wife and I suffered. Her care was a 24-7 situation for us. Um, it totally put our life on hold. Um, we were in the hospital all the time. Uh, our son suffered as well. Um, just his, you know, being there, seeing everything. He saw our daughter on fire. And, you know, it was just an awful situation. And the question that I kept asking is, you know, how can this be the will of God? You know, how can God allow this kind of suffering? You know, I, I, I get that we don't get everything that we're supposed to get. A lot of times that, you know, we have things in our life, we have things that we ask for. You know, we don't really have a clue whether or not it's good for us or not. I get that we live in a broken world. You know, things happen to us. Um, but how could this be the will of God? How could this level of suffering be the will of God? And... You know, this idea that everything happens for a reason was very confusing to me. I mean, what, what could possibly be the reason? I, I just couldn't see it. You know, what could possibly be the good? You know, would good come out of it? Yes, I believe that would, that would be the case. Um, I believe that my wife and I would be closer in our marriage, uh, just going through the trial together. My relationship with my daughter was a lot stronger, taking care of her, and just that dynamic that happened. Would it be, could I call it good? That's where I was struggling. Now, I can't really talk much about the specifics of the accident too much because of a lawsuit. But what I could say is there was an awful lot of negligence involved. And this is something that never should have happened, ever. And a lot of people dropped the ball. And it, it's, just, it's just something that never should have happened. And that, that confused me even more. You know, how can that be good? You know, and if and from the mistakes and the sins of others, this is what happens to us. And I'm, I began to study Joseph. And, you know, Joseph was very interesting to me because of all the things that happened to him in his life. And But Joseph makes a very interesting statement that, you know, what his brothers intended for harm, God meant for good. And that was very interesting. It was a little bit of a different way of thinking. I mean, Joseph was sold in slavery by his brothers, you know, ended up in jail, you know, had a, had a pretty painful, lot of suffering in his life. He certainly didn't deserve it. What his brothers did was not right. I mean, it was a sin. It, it certainly, um, you know, there wasn't really any good that came out of that initially, but eventually God worked it for good. And so what, really, what I began to realize is that it really came down to how I saw God. You know, do I really believe God is good? Or do I look to my circumstances to answer that question? You know, do you really believe that God is good, that God is good all the time, like we like to say? Or is it, or is it our circumstances that determine the answer to that question? 
You know, the idea in Scripture is that nothing that happens to you is an accident. You know, everything that happens is filtered through God's hands. And, you know, we should, you know, when Scripture talks about celebrating our trials, I don't necessarily think that, that God expects us to have a party every time we have a tough thing happen to our wife. But I do think, in terms of embracing our trials, what, what's really, what, what Scripture is really talking about is whether or not we're excited about how God is going to use our trials. You know, how, how God is going to work things out for us. You know, do we have an excitement about those things? Do we celebrate that? You know, not necessarily that God caused it. God may have allowed it in our life, and that certainly was the case in Caroline's accident. God didn't cause that. That was a lot of negligence from a lot of people. But God certainly allowed it. And, you know, were we excited about how God would use that in our life? One of the chapters in our book is uh, I call The Great Change Agent. And this was a, something I came up with. It's a chemistry term. A change agent is, some, is a substance that you introduce. It's a chemical that you introduce to a substance, and it changes the composition of the substance. So you have, you have something, a compound. You introduce another substance to it. It changes everything. And that was the way I used to think about I started thinking about God. You know, God is the great change agent. You know, his job is special. His specialty is working things out for us. And, you know, we ought to be excited about that. We ought to be excited to see how God is going to use the circumstances in our life, how God is going to work things out for us. You know, that's what I believe Scripture means by celebrating it. When you see God as the great change agent, you know, specialty is working things out for us. I do think it, it, it really has a little bit of a different, it's a little bit of a different shift in how you see God, that you truly see God as good, you truly see God as your heavenly Father. You're not looking to your circumstances to answer those questions, you know, about God being good. So several things uh, kind of came out of that in studying these things, just trying to process my daughter's accident. And the biggest thing that I wanted to um, that I want to get across to you is something that was very difficult for me to put my hands on, but once I did, it really made a big difference. And that is that the your circumstances are not a reflection of how God feels about you. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with how God feels about you. You know, one of the very first weeks, we talked about Paul, and we talked about his life. And I made the point that, that your circumstances don't have any, or are not any reflection on how God thinks about you, or what God thinks about you, or what you're doing in your life. You know, God is not mad at you. And you look at Paul's life, and you look at the suffering that Paul had, and the suffering and the things that he went through because he was being obedient to God. And that was a big point in one of the initial weeks that Paul being the most significant, what I believe is the most significant Christian in history, his circumstances didn't have anything to do with what God thought about him. Because if they did, he would have had an easier life. He wouldn't have suffered to the degree that he suffered. So the takeaway from that was that, you know, not everything in our life is good. You know, not everything that happens to us is meant for our immediate benefit. 
I mean, there are things that happen in our life that are not good, that happen because we live in a broken world. There there are things that people do to us that are not meant for our immediate benefit. But Romans 8, 28 promises that even those, even those things that are not meant for good will eventually be worked out for good. So even those things that were not meant for our immediate benefit will eventually be worked out for good. But it happens in God's plans, which means it happens in God's timing, which I do think was, um, was a big struggle for me. But back to my daughter, you know, th- this question of how, how can this be good? Well, I don't, I don't believe that the accident itself was good. But if you look at the promise, um, even though that, that accident was not meant for her good, not meant for our family's good, not meant for our immediate benefit, God worked it out eventually for good. And I believe that's what the answer is. You know, I, one of the initial questions I asked in the, one of the first weeks is, why, why does God allow the suffering? Why are we tested the way that we're tested? And I think a big part of it is that, that we, need to, we need to act out whether or not we truly believe in faith these promises that God talks about. You know, do you really believe God is good? Do you really believe in how you see God as your protector? Do you really believe God is good? Or do you look to your circumstances to answer that question? Do you really believe that nothing that happens in your life is an accident. Everything is filtered through God's hands. God knows everything that goes on. God may allow things in your life to happen that you don't understand, but everything gets filtered through God's hands. You know, do you have an excitement about how God uses it? How God uses trials in your life? You know, do you do you believe that God is the great change agent? Do you believe that God's specialty is working things out for you? I mean, this is the reason why I believe that we are tested the way that we are tested. We, we have to be reminded and see these promises in our life. You know, do you really, really believe that God is good? Or is it your circumstances that determine whether or not God is good? Nothing in your life is an accident. Scripture tells us that there's absolutely nothing that happens to us that God is not going to use for our benefit. But that doesn't necessarily mean everything is good because some things in our life are just clearly not good. They're not meant for our immediate benefit. So the challenge, back to the original challenge, the challenge of uh, from last week of not wasting your trials. And just to close, uh, the way that I believe that you're not wasting your trials is to celebrate them. And celebrate has a little bit different meaning, I think, than maybe what we think. But celebrate, in my mind, is just an excitement of how God is going to use the trial. And in the situation of my daughter, it wasn't so much about why it... The focus, for me, didn't need to be about why it happened. The focus needed to be an excitement about how God is going to use it in our life, how God is going to work it out for us. One of the very first weeks, I mentioned that I was a fixer. And fixers don't like situations that they don't know the outcome. This was the difficult part for me. 
because there were so many things surrounding my daughter that were unknowns for us. But the excitement of, how, of seeing how God is going to use it, the excitement about how God is going to work it out for you, is what I really mean by embracing your trials. You've been listening to Insights with Philip Wilson, an Alabama registered investment advisor. Learn more by visiting his website at ssmistakes.com or by calling 205-868-9297.